Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Elizabeth, come on back! Um, I'm Elizabeth from McCallum, Texas, and this is that story show. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Hey! This is that story show, people. cooking pizza. I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, where our whole entire purpose is to brighten your day with hilarious real-life stories. This is episode 276. I am your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here. Yes, my name is John, and I make a very good living smiling. Awesome. Actually, I don't, but it sounded good at the time. That would be a great way to make a living. Yeah. I wouldn't so, I wouldn't have made much money this month, though. If, oh, no. No. Depression sucks. So, mm. But we're glad to be back. We missed you guys, and uh, yes. December is a good good month, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. John, have you had anything? Do you have your Christmas set up yet? You know what? We just did it Sunday, I think it was. Okay. All right. We got you beat by a week. Uh, It was the kids' fault. We're not early decorators, but they said the weekend after Thanksgiving, we needed to get it all out. So we did. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. There's not much. There's not much. We don't do a whole lot, but uh, I have a fake. What do you mean by a whole lot? Well, there's a tree. You know, and the decorations, and we've got a few snowmen figurines that we set around the house. Um, There's a a snowman with a nose that rotates to point to the how many days are left in Christmas, and (laughs) and I bought a uh, or I made a fake fireplace uh, facade that uh, for an old television, and so we have a ten hour loop from YouTube running of a of fire in the fireplace. And that's so, awesome. That's what we hang our stockings on. And 
and all that kind of stuff. And it, it really oh, works. You, my wife goes in there and just sits there and watches the fire. <laughs> so, I want to see a picture of that. Did I, you post it anywhere? I, I will. I'll share one and put it in the show notes for folks. Um, but uh, it's uh, maybe a little short video or whatever. But the dog even goes and sits near it. And I often wonder if he if he thinks he's feeling some warmth or not. That's hilarious. Well, you know, a little bit radiates off those old. You said it's an old plasma TV. Uh, it's something. Yeah. Flat screen. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of heat that comes off. Unless it's a Westinghouse, there's a lot of heat that comes <laughs> off of it. Especially when you're beating it to death with a hammer. So, oh, yeah. That was a good deal on uh, Westinghouse televisions, I I heard. And, and uh, oh, like sure. 200 bucks for this big old television. I'm like, that's still too expensive if all we're going to do is beat it with a hammer. So It's a lot of money to smash. It is. Well, we like to start every episode with a story, and this is no exception. Uh, of course, I have to play this first. Uh, uh, um, Dang it! Uh, move out of the way, stupid. This story is called Middle School Anatomy, brought to us by a guy that calls himself Smart Middle Schooler. He, oh, man. He says, when I was in fourth grade, I'm in sixth grade now, my teacher was in the middle of math. And she was writing down a math question on the board. She sent us all to work or yeah, set us all to work. And as I was working, I heard a loud rip and looked up to see my teacher mm-hmm. spin quickly around and plaster herself to the chalkboard. Uh Oh, she uh, called over to the assistant and started to whisper to her. The assistant walked away, but the teacher remained flat with her back against the chalkboard. Later, the assistant came back with safety pins And she began to safety pin the back of my teacher's beautiful dress together. It had ripped in the middle of class in front of everyone. And let's just say, I don't want to go into detail about the type (gasps) of underwear she was wearing at the time. No. He says, I am now scarred for life at seeing my teacher's jumble guns. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't want to imagine what kind of, things would expose such things so i'm just gonna not i just uh i can't imagine a worse thing he says i hope you uh thought this story was funny thanks for the great podcast smart middle schooler i'll tell you being in front of kids is a little bit of a i don't know it's a challenge when i when i was doing it as a children's pastor i was constantly scared just in the back of my head that my fly was down Oh yeah. Like all the time. So I, as I was preaching or whatever, I would walk backwards and do that quick little check just to make sure that that, that zipper, uh, was up because it had happened before. I had a pair of khakis that were just loose. They, the little biter, there's a little pin in your, in your zipper holder handle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess that had worn down and they just, they like, gravity to do their thing <laughs> and i'd be walking around talking to parents and no one would say anything i don't think anybody noticed but kids did because you know oh, they're, they're short head level yeah and it's their job to point stuff out like that that's what they're for and they'll do it right in the middle of the most inopportune time exactly um god bless Pastor james xyz you know Oh, no, this is how they do it in my church. Hey, everybody, look at Pastor John. Wow. So Zip I, is down. I've never had anything rip or split, though, in front of uh, in front of the children, thankfully. Oh, Gosh. 
I'm very self-conscious about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because when I was in second grade, we were singing this song called The Lord's Army. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And so there's this part where you're marching or um, riding in the cavalry and you kind of do a deep knee bend. (laughs) And I did that and I split the back of my pants completely from just completely. And that was the day I was wearing my Superman underoos. So I had some red draws showing out my pants. I was so embarrassed. And so ever since that moment, I've been pretty adamant about making sure things are where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So bad. It's such a bad thing. I, I have split pants before, but luckily it's been like while I'm working somewhere on my own, um, this might be a TMI, but I, I would wear normal boxers and just rip the seat out of them constantly. <laughs> I don't even know why, but uh, I, my wife would launder them and I'd pull them out of the thing and she wasn't checking for this, but it had no seat, you know, it's just, it's just open. So I, uh, I now use uh, a cottony blend, uh, almost the same uh, as whitey tidies as far as the uh, feel of them yeah they they stretch is what i'm saying like boxer but, briefs but they're still boxers they're not briefs they're 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 loose and free like we okay. like to be uh but uh now when i bend over or move around or stuff you know there's there's flex and stuff this episode brought to you by haynes his way uh yeah yeah <laughs> so, sponsor us please please if you, you want to pair it's all good let's rewind the week rewind all right so my weekly update was going to be about these lost keys and um i may still share that but uh i got i went to the um p.o box today i go about once a week and i didn't expect anything but i ended up with a big box of goodies Mm -hmm. and a card so, they, so your keys were not in the big box of goodies? No, or? no, 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 no. The keys is a whole different thing. Um, okay. Uh, this one uh, I got from Tammy Edwards and uh, in, in uh, California. She sent a card to NL Cast and uh, just wanted to, the front, it says naughty or nice. And in the card, it said maybe a little bit of both. Seasons, greetings. Here's another 20 shows, Tammy. And she put a $20 bill in no way. the card for, for the show. She's, that's awesome. She's donating for 20 shows. So that's a dollar show. That's all we ask. So she's doing Man. it that way. And and I appreciate that because I've said it on this uh, podcast before that cards without money in them are useless. <laughs> I have a lot of useless cards then. <laughs> I was not expecting there to be money in here. So I opened it up and dad gum it if there wasn't money in there. And that just made me laugh out loud. It was great. That's awesome. So and that comes from Tammy in California. Tammy, Tammy Edwards. Yeah. And then I got a, uh, a big box from uh, Carrie Wright from Canada and Inside, first of all, was a homemade card. Um, looks like it was cut out on a cricket machine, which I have one now. No way. Those yeah. things are awesome. My, my sister gave me an extra one that my mother had given her. 
and uh, it didn't come with a plug or anything. But once I got all the plugs ordered, um, I've been messing with it, and it's it's pretty freaking awesome. That's cool. Um, but the card so probably cut out all sorts of stuff with it, huh? Oh yeah, I've already cut out like my little uh, my little snow dude that I made last year. He's uh, just a snowman, very cute snowman guy. I printed him out and on sticker paper and cut around him and gave it to the kids and a friend. And yeah, it's, it's neat. Uh, it can cut uh craft foam. And so I'm really interested to, to do a project with craft foam. But anyway, this is uh the front of it. It has a green owl on it and it says you're a hoot. And I, I imagine that goes to both of us there. We're, we're a hoot collectively. She says, uh, although the postal strike isn't quite over yet, um, I took the risk of putting this in the mail. While I can understand the appeal of full-size Snickers, I feel like it's your favorite only because you missed out on all the glorious chocolate confections available only in America's hat. And that was the second thing I saw in the box was um, two full-size Snickers bars. Holy cow. Um, uh, on top of a bunch of uh, white crepe paper. So I, she says, I decided it was time you learned what was out there, including some salty Canadian exclusives. There were three oh. bags of chips in, in the box. Um, the Do only they call one them crisps there. I don't, I don't know. No, uh, they call them crisps in the UK. I wonder. Yeah, they do there, but I don't know. The only one you may have seen before is Mr. Big. Uh, but it is my understanding the availability is limited in the U.S. I had never heard of Mr. Big. So um, it no. goes without saying that I continue to be grateful for all that you do. The encouragement I get just from sharing your journey and laughing along with your antics. I hope that you're coming mm. out of your most recent bout. And the answer to that is yes. And we will all be here. As you've said before, we know you always do what you can uh, when you're at your best so that when you don't, we know why. Wishing you and your family a blessed, happy, and healthy holiday season. One of your podcast people, Carrie. So awesome. inside, uh, Ruffles. All but wait, there's more. Yeah, there was uh, Ruffles. Um, all dressed. That's the name of. Oh yes, those are awesome. What what the flip? What does all dressed so, mean? All dress. I don't even know how to describe the flavor. It's just like on the box. It says it has salt, it has red pepper and an onion with two chips on it. It's, it's, is it like all, it's, all it's a very flavorful chip. Okay. I, that's all I can say. It's, but it's like uniquely Canadian from what I understand. Yeah, so. I agree. Here, here's another one. Lay's uh, ketchup flavor. Yes. <laughs> I know it sounds gross, but man, those are delicious. Really? Yeah. Is that a Canadian thing? Because that's another Canadian oh, thing. Wow, that's crazy. Um, You're gonna like those, man. The ketchup ones kind of remind me of like a barbecue chip. Okay, or, or maybe the all dressed ones is the barbecue. I thought I, they I, were joke chips because you know Lay's was doing like crazy flavors there for a while. So maybe, oh yeah, maybe they, they did that weird thing. Yeah, uh, hickory sticks. Uh, Not familiar with those. Yeah, I don't. Either. They they look like little fries. The little. Uh, crunchy fries that you used to get. Um, mm. There was two Snickers bars. There's a coffee crisp from Nestle. Oh, an those a are good. Aereo from Nestle. Uh, crunchy. Uh, crunchy bars are yummy. Cadbury. Never heard of any of these. Car Caramilk from Cadbury. 
Caramelks are good too. Wonder yeah. Bar from Cadbury. I can't remember what those are, but I'm pretty sure I've had one. Mr. Big from Cadbury. Cadbury's owning Canada, been. man. And then something called Smarties uh, from Nestle. They are not uh, Smarties that you and I would know. They're they look like they're chocolate covered uh, chocolate covered uh, chocolate. I mean, uh, candy covered colored chocolate. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. So like a little M&M tart. Yeah. Like, like they're flat though. Anyway, Cadbury crispy crunch was the last Mm. one. And I'm there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There were 10 different, uh, candy bars plus the three bags of chips. And, uh, that's awesome. it's, It's crazy. It was so. Thank you so much, Carrie. Uh, if you guys want to send Christmas cards uh, with money in them, <laughs> I would be amiss if I did not mention that you could send cards such things money or junk. to P.O. Box two one five three, St. Louis, Missouri six three one five eight, in the USA. So that's th- thanks, Canada Canada Post for getting your crap together and getting your. Uh, Getting whatever you needed to get back to work. Yeah, aren't they on strike? They or were. Right they're now? not anymore. Okay. Um, That's I, nice. I get notifications on such things because I because of the online store, the t-shirts that we sell. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, if you didn't know, we sell t-shirts. It's still time to get t-shirts for Christmas. It's not too late. You can get one with a bat on it. Yeah. Yeah. We well, have <laughs> those things. My son wears that one now. He loves it. It's his favorite shirt. Awesome. <laughs> Oh man! So my I'll just let that be my weekly update, and I'll save the keys story for next time. Okay. Is it my turn? It is, unless David's here, and we just forgot to mention him. David, are you there? I mean, what's going on? I'm in some time. Does that? That's your impression of your brother? I don't know. It's terrible. Man, I, I, you know what? I have one, but I don't, I'm looking at it right now. This is what made me think about it. Tis the season for finding dead deer along the side of the road. Oh, wow. I mean, just, it's because, I don't know why it is, but there's like, you live in the country. That's why. Yeah. But this time of year, I guess they're running away from hunters or something. And so they'd they'd rather jump in front of a car than get shot. I don't know what it is. Um, it's terrible. It reminded me of this awful. I don't know if I should even say it. Maybe I'll. You know what? I'm not gonna. I can't because what? It, it's a downer. I'll talk. I'll tell it to you some other. No, time. do it. It's gross. <laughs> what? Now okay. I need to know. All right. Well, I apologize in advance for this. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, like I said, we've got dead deer on okay. the sides of the roads up here. They don't always get picked up you know, immediately. So we're forced to see the, uh, the unpaid sanitation department, also known as vultures come through and Ah. take care of these things. But it reminded me of a story that my brother-in-law told me. He, um, uh, was a paramedic and, uh, he had got called to a scene once there was an accident and, um, young teenage girl had, hit a deer and then went off the road, you know, and, uh, so he walks out, he gets out of the, the 
the ambulance and walks up to the girls and checking her out and asking her what happened. She mentioned that she hit a deer and, um, and, and he said, Oh, did you kill Bambi? And she stopped it <laughs> and looked at him and her face. Just, she just started to weep. Uh, later he found out after he was viewing the scene that not only did he kill the mama deer, but it also killed Bambi who was, Along with, oh my god, <laughs> this is terrible. Why am I telling this story? I don't know. Why are you? you? Know me too. <laughs> um, but here's the good news. Uh, let, let me. No, no, there is no good news. It. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> let I'm me. Sorry. Um, let me just let me just say something real quick. Uh, this is that story show where our purpose is to brighten your day. With hilarious uh, real life stories, it's it's in the opening every week. John, yeah. what do I have to do, man? What do I have to do to 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 help you to find? <laughs> we just found uh, so your story. <laughs> I told you it was a downer. I, I, I I'm sorry. I had no idea that it was about killing a mom and a baby deer. This is terrible. I'm going to put you on restriction from the show for like a month, man. Oh, fair enough. I deserve it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so can bad. I, can I tell a new story? No, you're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> okay. You're allowed to react. That's, that's your job from now on. No more okay. stories from John. <laughs> mm, I had a good one too. Go ahead. No, I, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> but I can make one up. <laughs> oh my lord! Okay, every now and then we have to do this. I'm uh, sorry. It happens, and um... and so I'm going to retell your story for you, John. Thank um, you. All right. So my my brother, your brother in law, uh, was mistaken um, when he went up there and 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 said. Hey, did you kill Bambi? Uh, she leaned out of the window and um, picked up the dead baby deer and said, sure did, cuz. Wait, no, that's not better. <laughs> that's, that's, you're going to have to restrict yourself, too. Sorry, I can't sure help did, it. Cause. Yeah, sure is, cuz. I'm even sad. <laughs> <laughs> even this is how I roll. I roll over Bambi. So no big deal. I got both of them. <laughs> Two for one. Oh gosh. Bambi and her mom. Mm. That that the opening scene of Bambi would be a little different, wouldn't it? If, yeah. If he got both. All right. I'll let you, I'll let you slide. And, um, but yeah, you're, you're going to have to, um, thank you. Play some, uh, pay some penance or something. Somebody, uh, you know. I'll go out and make a fool of myself this week, so I'll have a really good weekly update next I'll, time. I'll, I'll just say this. If if that story offended you, send your emails to John Steinklauber. Yes, and I will apologize in person. <laughs> He'll drive to your house. Um, I not go that far. It is time for what we call uh, the featured story. Let me tell y'all a story. 
All right, John, I've been waiting to tell you this one for a while. I know yeah. you'll appreciate it. Yeah. Did, have I ever talked on the show about the time my daughter broke her arm? Was Were we doing the show? When, I, I don't recall. Okay. I, I don't think that we did. So I'm going to briefly re, uh, go through that story so I can get to where we want to be. Um, this was uh, late summer. We were at the park. Jenna had just gotten uh, a skateboard, a longboard supposed to be safer. Right. Um, yeah. And it's dark and we were done with the event that we were having at the thing. We've all cleaned up, but it's dark and she's rolling slowly down the sidewalk when her front wheels hit a, a you know, a crevice, a, a, a gap in, in the yeah. elevation of this um, sidewalk and the thing just dead stops underneath her. She falls forward and, um, and she's just screaming, crying, wow. just hurting. And underneath her was a dead baby deer. No. Okay. <laughs> she just happened to have fallen on a baby deer, John. The deer saved her life. It just it was all broken and twisted. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So um she uh I didn't know it at the time. Her her arm was was different shaped, you know, mm. it, it was, um, kind of bent down at, 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 uh, at like the mid, uh, of the forearm. It was like her, she had an elbow in between her wrist and her elbow. Yeah. Or, or just, oh. it, it, it almost looked like that scene in Harry Potter where the bones got, uh, dissolved in his arm and, uh, and it I've was just flopping around. Part, so I don't know. Yeah, some some wizard that thinks he's all that tries to heal Harry Potter's broken arm and ends up accidentally removing the bones from his arm and it's just like what? a floppy mess. Yeah. That's gross. It is gross. It's hilarious though. Uh so uh yeah, it's bent down. That that's important for later. Uh we took her to the emergency room. Um mm. pretty sure that it was broken, you know. Just, and, just one arm or uh, just the one, just the left okay. arm. And okay. uh, she wasn't able to play sports, you know, for a while. And and we had this grand old time. My, my wife and had to go home with the son and I stayed with her for hours and hours as we waited. And um, they had her pain reliever run into her. So she was doing pretty good. We watched Mary Poppins, which is an insanely long movie. And, um, and we just made jokes and, uh, we had a great time. Um, matter of fact, we, they, they told us that after she came out of her, uh, st- cause they're going to put her under to set the bone. They, oh, they said wow. a lot of times that the, the kids won't remember anything that happened right before that. And so we recorded a message from Jenna <laughs> to future Jenna. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And, um, and I don't remember what it said. It just said, you know, Hey, I hope I don't remember this. So this will be funny. Uh, <laughs> she was kind she of had out of it. A confession that, you know, <laughs> so she, uh, she goes under, she has the bone setting and, and, you know, they, they put the thing on her and she's just hilarious as she's waking up. Um, 
She's like, I can't feel my legs. Hey, yeah, I can't. Do I have a cast on my arm? Or no, no, no. She would specifically say, do I have a cast on my left arm? And I would say, yeah, you do. Oh, did I get to pick the color? Um, (laughs) No, it's just a temporary cast, you know. Okay, okay. Man, I'm tired. Oh, and then she would she would lay she'd blink close her eyes and then pop them back open. She, I can't feel my legs. Are my legs? There? Oh, there they are. And hey, no way. hey, Dad, guess what? Uh, and I, I said, what? She says, I have a cast in my left arm. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and so we we had this conversation that just kept going. She told me about how when she was under. She she was aware that the doctors were there, but she was kind of in space and that she had to find the right chair to come back. <laughs> so she, she kept going down into different chairs in space and they weren't the right chairs. And finally she found the right one. And that's when she woke up. And um, that's weird. And then she's like, I, so I'm like, Jenna, guess what? She's like, what? I said, you have a cast on your left arm. What? What? <laughs> she, so she I get to pick the color? She's hilarious. So I mean, just she's like, "Oh. Um, I'm going to cry." And I'm like, "Why?" She says, "My tears just need to come out." And then tears would just form in her eyes and and fall no down way. the side. Yeah. Yeah, weird stuff. Really weird. Um, and she healed up and, you know, had the cast removed and, you know, did all the one-armed things that you do. Uh, Right. And and I tell that story as quickly as I did because uh she got into softball and on her first game she's on third and she runs toward home plate and she slides in using her left arm uh as a as a prop, you know, like you do when you slide. No. And please, no. all of a sudden there was a scream and I could see mm. it from the bleachers. The same arm broken no. in the same place bending oh. up this time Lord, come on man dude and she's she is hysterical she's crying so not again not again i'm like yes it has happened again and oh, we're gonna crap. get you taken care of and blah 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 so yeah she broke her arm in the same place we had we had waited the the allotted time even further yeah. um but but apparently it was just not a good heel you know, she was took longer. So uh we ended up driving her back to the oh, thing, got the same geez. doctors and everybody remembered her and um but this time it wasn't funny. Nothing was funny. It was lots of pain. They had to set it like three times. Oh, uh when she geez. came out of the uh the you know, the sleeping part or whatever. Um she was not funny, she was miserable and upset and, and it was just not good. It wasn't oh. good. Um, but I, I tell you all that to tell you this is I waited. I waited with her again this time. And when it was time for them to put her under, I went out to the lobby and I'm just sitting out there and it's a children's hospital. Okay. So they got security at the door, uh, yeah. metal detectors, and you have to have a badge. Doctors or children. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you, it, and it's decorated. It's a place to sit. So I'm sitting on like some sort of log watching cartoons. And um, all of a sudden, some dude just walks in 
and sits right next to me. Absolutely (laughs) empty room. Nobody's there. Nobody. And he sits right next to me. Um, he, he is, uh, instantly. I, I know he's homeless to some extent. If he's not actively homeless, he, he's definitely one of the guys that just is lost. Like, doesn't know where he's at kind of thing. Um, but I don't want to be rude. And plus I'm thinking this could turn into a weekly update (laughs) or or (laughs) even a featured story. If I'm lucky. So the guy leans over to me and I, I swear, I think he's going to ask me for money. He doesn't. He just says, uh, man, I don't, I don't know where I am. <laughs> no. Is this uh is this an emergency room? And I says, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a, uh, children's emergency room. Man, I wish, I wish, uh, you have a car. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, and I wish somebody could give me a ride. I'm like, dude, I, <laughs> thinking we're in a emergency room. If I'm here, I'm here because I have a, a child in emergency conditions. Yeah, I, for real. I can't. This is not the place to go look for a ride. But he was. I don't know if he was drunk or high or both, or if his mental state just wasn't there. Um, I'm not trying to make fun of him either way. <laughs> I'm just telling the story as it happened. So he's sitting right next to me and he's mumbling about needing a ride. And I, so I start asking him questions, you know, uh, you know, this is a children's hospital, right? And he's like, Oh yeah, I just got out of the hospital, um, down, down up the street. They, they sent me, sent me loose. And he pulls out a big piece of paper that is from, from the emergency room. Like he needs wow. to prove it to me or something. And Check I took it out. Yeah. I don't, release papers right here, man. Yeah. Release papers. Um, I, I people totally carry those around. I don't know what was it, what his problem was, but I said, I need to go to the, to the bathroom. So I got up and I went to the restroom and then I looked for a while at a vending machine. He was still there. And, oh, um, I was going to use that as an opportunity to sit somewhere else. And I am so glad I got up when I did because this guy, I kid you not farted so hard and so loudly (laughs) that I don't know that this happened in real life, but I remember his, he had a, he had a suit coat on. I remember the tails of the suit coat flapping. and and him coming up off the seat a little bit and rumble like a like a rocket about to take off how they do right before they start moving they just rumble you know yeah and and that's what i remember it was so loud and so it was stereo it was like surround sound (laughs) because of the log he was sitting on right was it hollow yeah i guess so maybe (laughs) it's a fiberglass it was resonating (laughs) i hadn't thought of that but yeah, uh, I was so really glad I, I, th- if I had any doubts that I should go sit somewhere else, though, it was confirmed right there. And that's, <laughs> that's why I kind of I kind of smiled to myself when you said he had release papers. Uh, he didn't he didn't have those kind of release papers to release that kind of business. <laughs> he releases papers. So 
I'm I'm on my way to give him a wide berth to walk around to another area, another stump or another log to find a way to sit uh, away from from the bubbling uh, fiberglass mess of the paint job that he had just uh, varnished. Uh, when when the security guard from the front comes to me and says, "Hey, do you do you know that guy?" Like no man, <laughs> no. He can rip I, a good one. He, he came, he came and uh, sat right next to me. He's like, oh, I was gonna stop him, but then you know, I thought maybe you knew him. I'm like, no, I don't know him. He says he was from the hospital up the street, and he, you know, he doesn't have any kids here. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll talk to him. I'm like, you might want to give him a minute. <laughs> yes. So. That guy was not supposed to be there, and he was a security risk, but he got to stay for like an extra four minutes. Um, because the air needed to clear. Because the air needed to clear, man. Oh. That could be like a life hack right there. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go somewhere where you're not supposed to be, go ahead and let one Smart. rip right before. Uh, they're going to throw you out. Well, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, this is That's the end of that story. It, eventually, uh, he got walked out, but he was in a full Money. suit. It was weird. But... Uh, Yesterday, I, I went to the mall with my wife and she wanted to go into Hollister and I never shop with her, but we were kind of hanging out. It was almost like a, a date shop for Christmas kind of stuff. So um, I, I've never been into a Hollister before. And I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One, their ads and their pictures are usually mostly I would consider pornographic. Like they, there's just not enough clothes on the models in the pictures in the window. The clothes that they're trying to sell. Yeah. To people are, are non-existent. Yeah. Mostly? They're, they're okay. not wearing them. Um, come by the clothes you don't see. Uh, and then, and then usually there's some sort of heavy perfume or cologne that is being misted, uh, on the way in. And right. I can't stand that. I, I have a very sensitive nose. I can't even handle candles and stuff like that. So there's no way mm-hmm. I'm going to go in there. Well, this time, both of those were gone. It's holidays, I guess. And, and it's cold around here. So showing people with no clothes on is, um, is probably not a, a turn on, you know, not you, a good selling point. want to bundle up this time of year. So I go in. And I'm very impressed with the way the store is laid out and the lighting and track lighting. They have this dark. It looks almost like Batman's library, except it's all closed and stuff. Batman's closet for. Yeah. Yeah. He wears a lot of the same clothes over and over. Uh, Different styles and some female stores clothes as well. (laughs) Uh, So we walk through this place and I'm, I gotta be honest. I have a little sit uh, what do you call it? Inferiority complex a little bit. Like, um, I think my mom gave it to me. It's, it's a deal where if something's really fancy schmancy, I feel like I shouldn't be there. And like, I'm going to relate with that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not just me, but kind of feel out of place. And like, people are looking at me, I shouldn't be there. And it used used to be a really big deal. Like I thought I was going to get in trouble if I went into a place that I couldn't afford to shop at or whatever. Now I just have fun with it. Me and the wife go out and you know, we're, we're sitting there and there's 18 forks next to the plate. I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to pick the one that (laughs) that I want to eat with. And then I want the one with the long prongs, you know, and I I have a blast. It's no big deal. Um, but, but as I'm walking through like, I wouldn't even go into the gap when I was a teenager. 
I just, Whoa. I wouldn't even go in. I just felt so inadequate. Like really? Yeah. And so like you only shopped at Walmart or something? I don't even remember. I, I can't. I can't recall where I got my clothes. Oh, do I you remember going to Jay Riggins. No, we got our suits at Jay Riggins. I do remember that. I do remember okay. that. But before that, I would go to uh, what was that place? David's. Yeah. Oh yeah, it David's was, Bridal. No, was it Bridal or well, David's Formal? He he had clothes though too, and that's where I'd get my right. Bugle Boy a, shirts and my Bugle Boy jeans. Yes, stuff Bugle like Boy that. and Duckhead. Yeah. And, just with a, and Chris, just with uh, cross colors and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. I remember that. That was over there. St. Mary's off that. Right. You know, it was next to Piggly Wiggly or, or not Piggly Wiggly. What was that? That was. No, it was Piggly Wiggly. Was it? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, yep. I wouldn't even go into a fancy place like that. I, I, I just felt like the, the workers were judging me and all that. So I'm doing that kind of having a little bit of that as I'm going through Hollister. Cause it's just clothes I would never wear. I'm a big fat guy. And so, um, you have to remember what started this whole conversation. I had some gas. <laughs> and so I was like, I'll, no, I'll show them, you know, I don't have, <laughs> and as we walked no through, I would just squeeze out a little bit here and there <laughs> little poofs and uh silent but deadlies as it's okay as i'm walking through the, uh, your own perfume huh yeah exactly <laughs> and it just made me feel so much more at ease i you know it was like i was marking my territory like you guys think you're better than me i'll fart on your stuff nobody's gonna buy this jean jacket now i i think it kind of proves that i am pretty uh scummy and dumb and and backward <laughs> I just, as I've said it out loud, I realized farting on, on, uh, <laughs> on a, a store, store. <laughs> yeah, that, that does kind of make me not worth worthy of going in. <laughs> no. Um, but I don't know in my little world at that point, uh, it, it made me feel comfortable there. Um, there you go. Maybe that's all you need to do. Yeah. Just if you're uncomfortable, that's another life hack. If you're uncomfortable like, in a place, just fart all over it. Life hack. Light it up. Let one go. Yeah. Extend your stay and make yourself feel more welcome. I, you had no way of knowing, listener, that when uh, you booted up this podcast, you would get so much truth in yes. your face. Yes. Yeah, uh, Consider yourself blessed. So. <laughs> We got some uh we got some <laughs> listener stories. This one's called Wrestling Gone Wrong from Martin Mandela Morrow. The dude. Big, I know that's a name, isn't it? Uh that sounds like a serious like professional name. Uh from Burbank, California. He may he might oh. be. In 2007, I got to live my dream of becoming a professional wrestler, sort of. I met mm. a guy named Maurice while being an extra for a short film, and we started talking about our love of wrestling. He mentioned he had trained some and done a few spots, and that he was starting a new company called UCW, which stood for Unchained Wrestling, and that mm. I should be a part of it. And I said I had no training, and he said we'd get there, but for starters... We needed to get some buzz about the company. 
And we would do that by invading another company and handing out T-shirts and flyers and more. So Hmm. we find ourselves out in the boonies of Alabama at Southern League Wrestling. Uh, Southern League Wrestling? So wait, he's from... Is he in Burbank at this time or is he? I have no idea. He's apparently in Alabama. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. All right, Dan. He, he probably had to move away after this. Um, <laughs> they were set up in an infirmary and all of their championship belts were giant and made of scrap metal. Mm. We came in with screen printed UCW shirts and began handing them out to people in the audience. Some of whom were friends and relatives of the wrestlers in the ring. So their guys get irked by us and begin yelling in our faces, trying to goad us into getting into the ring to fight them. And Hmm. apparently a very organized uh, event. Alabama wrestling. Yeah. You could just come in and and wrestle like in Spider-Man. I think, you know, in Alabama, they call it wrestling. 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 No, wrestling. Wrestling's what you do on on your honeymoon. That's That's what I've heard. It's, That's it's not different. what I've heard, but uh, uh, I'll uh, abstain from saying anything further. Uh, me too. Uh, <clears throat> so their guys get irked by us and start yelling in our faces, trying to get us. Uh, one of them eventually set one of our shirts on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we managed to make it's it. So Alabama. I know. It's, there's no rules there. Uh, we managed to make it near the end of the show. Mostly unscathed, then Maurice approaches a bowl haircutted child and he says, What a cute little boy! To which the kid's mom exclaims, That's a girl! Oh, no. She then texts her husband, who is the biggest dude in the company, it's all caps, and he is livid and he points at Maurice, telling him he's tired of him and goes to fight him. So the ring clears out backstage clears out. So the, this means they all come to the arena and it doubles with people. Maurice grabs a chair and I'm backed into a corner trying to save Maurice's yet unmentioned two-year-old daughter that they'd apparently brought along who had been left alone in the melee. We, we, we managed to scramble and leave while the mob throws rocks at our cars and we hide out in a Walmart parking lot for an hour waiting for the tense moment to die down. And after that insane night, UCW never ever came to fruition. Holy cow. Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. That is insane. Uh, yeah. Wrestling is, is apparently a hard, uh, it's a hard deal hey, to dude, break into there. Backyard wrestling in the South here, it seems to be pretty serious. There's a, I tell you, there is not a safe folding table in the state. <laughs> so just, you know, keep your folding table safe and your chairs when uh, you drive through Georgia and Alabama and other parts. Because you never know when somebody's going to be flying off the turnbuckle and, uh, dancing on your stuff. I can't believe that those people really wanted to scrap. Yeah, they did that. I mean, like they took that serious and you and, call my daughter a boy. Yeah. If you shave your kid's head down to nothing, Give I don't him know. A bowl cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, it's not, it's hard to tell. Put a bow in mm. her hair or something. If you, if you care and if you don't care, don't get offended when somebody guesses 
the gender of your child wrong. See, I'm saying this because I do this all the time. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to defend a certain type of person, me mostly. Uh, but it's yeah, happened. It, it's happened to me. And there's no mm. coming back out of it. Yeah. No. I'll tell something. you one thing, you know, people say gender doesn't matter these days or that it's fluid or that it's neutral or, or a mindset. Um, those same people will try to eat your face off. If you accidentally call their dog by the wrong gender, those, those same people <laughs> tell me gender <laughs> yeah. don't matter. Yeah. You mean she, that's what, that's what I hear. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, sorry, <laughs> she, because, because, because the dog cares, you know? Yeah, exactly. The dog doesn't care. Sorry, I didn't talk to you long enough to see how it peed, you know? <laughs> or pick it up and look behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I always love that. Like, you know, gender doesn't matter. And like, you mm. mean him? I'm like, oh, don't you know does- all dogs are boys and all cats are girls? But anyway. That's right. That's right. And all salamanders are genderless. So that was great. Thank you, Martin Mandela Morrow from Burbank, California. Um, Burbank. Feel free to send in any kind of story uh, from your life as an actor, I guess. that Yeah, there's got to be some good stuff there. And that was well-written, too, by the way. It was. It really was. Uh, John, well. why don't you hit us with something from Drew Dodson? I will. Dodson. This is called... How do you pronounce Dirt his room. last name? Oh, Dot Dodgen, 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 Dodgen. I always read that as Dod, Dodgen. Yeah, Dodgen. Yeah. Okay. So, what's this called? Dodgen. Okay. Uh, this is called Dirt Road Digout. And Drew says, "Hey guys, Drew from East Texas here with a story that happened to me recently." East Texas. I won't, I'm sorry. I won't. I won't pull out my <laughs> accents. My bad. My bad. I had been visiting a high school friend uh, one weekend and was getting ready to make the two-and-a-half-hour drive home. As I drove down the interstate, I decided to take an exit for a road that I thought might be a shortcut. The road I exited onto was a small two-lane road and in good condition, so I was pretty confident in my decision. Until that road turned into a small country road, seemingly out of nowhere. That's what they do. Which that's kind of a case, you know, it's like the, the city has so much money. And so they want the stuff near the interstate to look good. Uh, and then it's like, oh, forget about it. I haven't Everything seen that, from- but I've seen it where you're you're driving on a road and then it says state city maintenance ends. And then yeah. the road has a texture that makes your tires sing. Yeah. Uh, do, do I really drive on this or not? It's okay. It's like sandpaper. Hmm. Danger. Well, concerned about where the road was leading, I pulled over, got my phone out, brought up Google Maps, and checked to see where the road led. Admittedly, not turning around and going back the way I came was my second mistake. The first was trying to take the shortcut. Okay, that's good. Confession's good for the soul. Yep. According to the map, I was about 10 miles from where the road was. The road I was on crossed the road. Wait a second. According to the map, I was about 10 miles from from where the road I was on crossed the road I was trying to get to. Got it. So <laughs> I continued on because the map just told him, you know, yeah. only 10 miles away. And, and it's not going to get any worse. I mean, there, surely it's going to be a good road the whole way. I don't oh, know. yeah. 
because about five minutes later, the paved county road turned into a dirt road. Dun, dun, dun! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have turned around here also, but I was only five miles from the road home. I had... It had slipped my mind that I had it had rained just two days prior. That's good. Yeah. I continued down the dirt road at a much slower pace and crossed through a couple of small mud patches. When I reached the small bridge and saw one of the largest muddy roads I had ever seen. Uh oh. Yeah. I looked at my phone to see I was only one point six miles from my turn. Oh, can't really tell you why I decided to cross this mud pit in my two-wheel drive V6 F-150, <laughs> but I did. You know what? Um, I, I got to be honest. I probably would have done it, too, well, if you're driving I, a Yeah, a that, you've gone that far, but he says two-wheel drive, so he's got all the weight of an of a mm. F-150 and none of, none of the, the grip that you would need mm. to get out, but anyway. Well... As I sat there waiting, oh, wait, 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 I'm sorry. I skipped the line. Oh. <laughs> sorry. So um, cross mud pit, my two-wheel drive V6 F-150, but I did. And as you can imagine, I got stuck pretty good and had to call a tow truck to pull me out. Oh. As I sat there waiting for the tow truck, David's van bogging story came to mind. <laughs> and he references episode 24. So you have to go back and listen to episode 24. Find out <laughs> David's van bogging story. Van bogging. I seem to remember that yeah, one. Yeah, I do too. $400 later, oh. my truck was excavated <laughs> and I backtracked all the way back to no, the interstate. You could have had him tow you through the bad patch. You were it was only 1.6 miles. miles. Come on. Oh. It's been three weeks since then, and I still find pieces of mud under my truck. Moral of the story, don't take shortcuts or go mudding in a vehicle not designed to do so. See, there you go. Another life hack. Another another life lesson. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to, Drew. Thanks, Drew. We appreciate it. East Texas. Uh, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever been stuck. Oh, man. And I, I have been. I don't think I ever have. Because I, I, I've been in slippery situations with snow and stuff, but um, I've, I I don't think I've ever had the guts to do the things like most men would do. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I've got a couple experiences. I can I can probably write them down and share them with you sometime. Well, that would be great as long as there's a dead deer in there somewhere. No, that would be great. <laughs> Just kind of shoehorn that right on in. <laughs> <laughs> deer horn that one right when <laughs> sorry that was bad. So bad all right we got another middle school drama uh, um, uh move out of the way stupid hi my name is victor and i've been listening for a long time i am 13 and i am with it in the backyard i don't know what, what that means but i am with it in the backyard and we had come up with a game <laughs> middle I'm, school. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm guessing he's with a sibling. Okay. Uh, he, he says we came up with a game where he tries to shoot me while I run across the yard. He doesn't mention that this is a pellet gun until later. So I'm going to add that for you too. Just so you know, just yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. I put on a lot of clothes for padding, including three jackets. See, this is middle school to a T dude. 
the logic, the thrill, the things that they do, uh, just makes no sense. Everything was covered, but my head. See? (laughs) So where do you think the, John, where do you think the pellet went? Just without even looking. Murphy's law would state that whatever bad can happen will. Yes. And that's and exactly this is that story show. It probably went right in his eye. <laughs> oh, while I was running across the yard, he shot me in the ear and it, oh, hurt. Okay. it hurt a lot. And the pellet went way down my ear canal. My mom tried to remove it, what? but she couldn't get it and was afraid of pushing it further in. So she took me to the walk-in clinic and they had to use special tweezers to remove it. Hey, do you have, Hey, um, we got a kid with a pellet gun. Can you get the special tweezers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ones for idiot kids who have pellets in their ears, the special tweezers with lights. No, those aren't the ones. Those are for stupid kids that stick things up their nose. We need the special (laughs) tweezers. For the ear pellets. Anyway, it was over $200. Oh, uh, my mom was really mad at us. The next incident, yeah, rightly so. The next incident when Lucifer got hurt, <laughs> I guess that's what he's calling his brother. I was lucky enough or unlucky enough to witness. It happened in the same backyard. Duh. Lucifer was shooting his BB gun at a target. Unfortunately, we had left a bowling ball on the ground nearby. Don't you hate that? What? Don't you hate that? Yeah, one? I just got a bowling ball left on There's the ground some, here. But mom's been telling us to bring that thing in. If you're done playing with it, bring it in the house. Oh, good but, grief. You know, it's just nearby. Just a stinking bowling ball infestation. You got to call somebody. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, and then for some reason it says a capital A B O. Oh, I got him. I was going to say it says a, and then B dot B dot. So a BB ricochet. Is that how you say that? I think, I don't, I think it's just two B's next to you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, um, but th- that was a weird thing. A BB ricocheted off the bowling ball and hit his eyeball. Strike. Once again, my mom had to take one of her idiots. Thank you for saying that (laughs) to the walk-in clinic. And when she, and and then they had to go to the eye doctor where my oldest sister, let's call her Lucy. That's original happened to work. Thankfully we knew the doctor. Otherwise we would have had to have taken him to the ER. It still cost Mm. a lot of money. Afterwards, both times my mom yelled at us for not using eye protection. We obviously learn nothing in scouts. They need ear protection too. Yeah. They just take away the BB gun, mom. They can't yeah. handle it. I blame the mom. I'm sorry. That I mean, the kids know they're idiots, but the mom doesn't. <laughs> so it's mom's fault. My mom would have taken away anything that could fire anything at all after the, the thing going in the ear. Oh, absolutely. That's it. You're done. Yeah, you're not even allowed to use forks and knives anymore. You know, we're, you're eating with your hands from now on. Just anything <laughs> metal is going to stay away from your head. So Lucifer had to wear an eye patch for a week. <laughs> Shiver me timber. And he looked like a short, skinny pirate. <laughs> thanks for the show and keep up the good work from victor simon in brandon florida nice eh, florida florida kids are crazy 
You know, there's just there's too much time on their hands. There's nothing to do. And they need some cold weather that chases them inside for a little while. Yeah, but we're outside 24-7, 365 days a week, a month, a year, whatever they are. And uh, you you do. You, you, you run out of things to do. So you start shooting stuff or digging holes or, or yeah. trying to build <laughs> forts. I mean, it's just all kinds of craziness. Yeah, chasing the neighbor's dog up a tree. <laughs> you know. Yeah, whatever. Uh shooting your brother in in the in the ear. Um this this one's um from Forrest Fisk from Lenexa, Kansas. This is our last one, and I put it in there last because I don't know that it's funny. It just made me smile. And uh it's very rare that I get a, a feel good story in. And this is a this is just a good old feel good story. Nice. Yeah. So I figured it'd be a good way to end us out. It's called Magic Orifices. Magic. <laughs> it's magic. It's I know. So not too long ago, I was at Olive Garden with friends, one of whom was a six-year-old. He had a magic coin container that made Ooh. it look like a quarter could disappear when you pushed it in a slot in a certain way. Well, while he walked around the table to get something, I took the quarter out of the container unbeknownst to him. When he came back, I asked him to show me the trick and he tried to show me the trick, but he couldn't find the coin. And I told him to look around and then doing a little magic of my own, <laughs> I pulled the coin out of his ear and he was so excited. <laughs> this has got to be like a four or five, six year old, you know, just a kid that just buys it hundred yes. percent. He kept, he kept trying to pull more coins out of the same ear. It was so funny to watch him. And then while, <laughs> while he was busy picking at the same ear, talking to himself in amazement, I secretly asked his mom for another coin. I told him I'd look for more coins, and voila, I found another coin in his other ear. He was, oh, man. He was overwhelmed with happiness, wondering how his ears could produce the same coin twice. But there was a new coin, and now he had two. So he's I, an ATM. Oh man. <laughs> so he's got magic and money now. That is, yeah, that's great for a little kid. So that's I way to do it. I couldn't have been happier to see his reaction while we were leaving. I found a few extra Andy's mints and the cashier's desk, which I had oh, asked man. to take. And then I said that his ears were so full of coins, but he should really check his nose to which I did. And voila, I showed him he had a chocolate Andy's mint stuck up there. <laughs> he was jumping up and down with joy, and I was so excited with myself for actually pulling this off. You, it, you had an easy audience there, Fisk. I think I think if he had been sixteen, he might have been a little suspicious at this point. But I, yeah, I think so. But still, that's the best way to get him, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just then, my own daughter asked me to check her nose. <laughs> that's a great trend to start right there. Uh, and I happened to have one mint left, and now she had chocolate boogers too. She couldn't believe that she could eat them or that they were hers. I was already beaming with pride, and we were on our way out, and the boy said he had never had this happen before, and he was wondering if he could find anything later, still picking at the same nostril from yes. which the chocolate came from. So yeah, I'm taste this one. Oh, this one's salty. I'm gonna, I don't know what to do. Just got to reach in far enough. Anyway, 
Nodding in response and picking up a toothpick conveniently near the exit door, I asked him if he had checked his other nostril, and before he could respond to his shock and forgetfulness, I checked his other nostril and magically produced a toothpick. His eyes grew huge, and he pumped his arms and screamed with excitement. Never before had this bo- has his body produced such things, and he was amazed at, that it had been a- at what mm-hmm. had been accomplished. And I walked to my car, utterly proud of myself, knowing I had blown his mind for years to come. <laughs> Forrest Fisk from Lenexa, Kansas. Forrest, you're you're probably are also uh, you broke his mind, you bent his reality, and um, he, he may injure himself trying I, I trying to get candy and money. Hope he doesn't try to figure what comes out the other orifices as being something that could be edible. Yeah. Yeah, let me check everything. I made some Hershey kisses. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it was just a feel-good story. So I like it. Was it was good. It was, you know, I, I've been in situations like that where, matter of fact, I did magic for uh, one of the cousins. Um, we, we went to my sister's uh, just before Thanksgiving. Or no, for Thanksgiving. It was for Thanksgiving. And um, that's when I got my cricket. But... Uh, mm. The, Ooh, la, la. uh, the, the, what, what's it called? Uh, they had a deck of cards and, um, they wanted me to do magic and they didn't know that I did magic. Nobody knew they're just, I was just like, well, here, let, here, let me show you a magic trick. And I, I did, uh, a, a couple of, of things where I produced, you know, cards, uh, guessed it, guess they pick a card out of the deck and yeah. I, I can guess which suit it's from and the number. And then I did the uh, rising card trick where the, their card was always on top of the deck, no matter what I did. And then I did a mega one where you take four aces, put them in anywhere, mix the whole thing up. And then I produce four aces and four different flourishes. And, um, and they were the, the little cousin was just mind blown. He wouldn't even I'm talk to blown. me. So. You cool. you would have seen right through it, but it's, that's what I said. Is the audience, the audience makes it worthwhile because I'm mm. way out of practice. I used to do close up magic as a hobby, and uh, it was a it was a big thing. Close up magic, what's that? Um, where you would do stuff on a table, like with cards and cups and balls, is close oh, up. Okay. Um, so Did you ever like uh, make bets when you were doing that kind of stuff? No, no, no. I just, I just <laughs> like follow the card. I just, card money. I liked making people, yeah, blow. I like, I liked it best when I would do something because one of my tricks, um, I had where the card I would bend it, put it in the middle of the deck, and then. You, you would literally see it pop to the top and the top card would then be bent and I would show it. Um, and then I would put it behind my back and mix it in and shuffle it and, and try to show the card. Anyway, the long story short, the, the, the finale was the card came out of my, out of my throat. I coughed up the card that they had just seen um, oh, after, my. after guessing wrong several times and people would just run away from me. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like David Blaine stuff. Exactly. (laughs) I like it. It I like it. I I didn't even know that you had that talent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did a little bit of that. Dang, man. Uh, What don't you do, Mr. Renaissance? I don't know. I I don't cook very well. I'll tell you that. Okay. And podcasting fair, fair to mid, not great. 
But um, <laughs> I have an amazing audience, and they send me stuff, and that was really, really cool. So um, I guess that's uh, that's everything, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, the only anything. thing I could do is tell a redeeming, no, I don't even have anything. <laughs> so for all the deers out there, thanks for listening this week. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate Watch it. Yourself. Yeah. Take care. Send your stories to that story show at gmail.com or call them in at 209-5-NL-CAST. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. You can follow us on Twitter at That Story Show. Review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It would be great. And if you want more great shows, visit NLCast.com. Don't forget to visit our store. Um, you can go to NLCast.com, click on store, and you can get a logo t-shirt. You can see uh, a brand new mini uh, snowman t-shirt that I yes, put up. adorable. And uh, folks have really responded to that. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to producers Jennifer Kennison, Carrie Wright, Zane Estrada, and James Spangler. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash NLCast. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed. Don't, don't, don't come up with a story about a dead deer. Oh, man. Just think this belongs on that story show. And uh, if you do that, you'll be doing better than John. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to name this episode Dead Bambi. Oh, no. That's a terrible name. It's the only name that fits. Sorry. I'm sure there's something better. Something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.